Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Avocados and Reese's Cups. We're coming up on the new year and it always makes us all think, I think, about the past year, which is a doozy, has been a doozy. And um, just, you know, lots of, lots of things. And I read something the other day or this morning, I can't even remember exactly now, about hugs being underrated underrated and honestly I think it's 100% true um, during this time of COVID we really haven't been able to hug people I've had clients that have lost oh, grandchildren at birth I've had friends clients family members who've lost people in their lives to COVID or otherwise. We are missing our canine kids, um, Lily and Sadie. Sadie was our niece. Um, Sadie passed at the beginning of um, COVID and we just lost Lily on Halloween day. And uh, they're both devastating for us to lose. And we're missing them a lot. And we're missing um, interactions, missing going out to dinner um, and sitting at the bar at a local, a lovely local place that we love. It was kind of our winter thing was to sit at the bar and have dinner. Um, neither one of us are big drinkers, but it's nice to sit at the bar and chat and whatever and you meet people and, you know, my husband and I can talk and, you know, um, missing just events and parties and Mostly, I think, um, if I have to think about it, which, you know, again, this time of year brings food for thought. Um, missing being able to hug people when they're happy, being able to hug people when they're sad. Um, you know, it's funny because when um, a couple of my instructors gave me their Christmas gift, which was so, so heartfelt and um, just perfect, honestly. Um, they, they each gave me a hug and they're like, screw it. Cause I went to do air hugs and they're like, no, <laughs> no. And we've been around each other, um, from the jump. So, um, and I know how careful they are. They know how careful I am. And, um, obviously it's, you know, still, it gives you a little pause, even though I wanted to hug them and I did, um, but I guess that's just missing that um, easy interaction with people. And um, that's, it really is missing for all of us. And, you know, I think it's also contributing, and this is just my opinion, I think it's also contributing to our sense of disconnection in society with each other. Because uh, the reality is humans need other humans, right? We're not, um, well, we're pack animals. <laughs> that's why we love dogs. Well, most people do. Not all people love dogs. But that's why dogs and humans get along so well. Because dogs like to be with their pack. And when you bring a canine baby into your family, you become their pack. And... They want to be with you all the time because you're their pack. 
They're not solitary animals and neither are humans. And us having to be relatively solitary. I mean, I'm with my family, obviously. I'm so blessed to have my husband and my brother. And I'm so, so, so grateful to have gotten my brother here in 2019 and not in 2020 trying to get him here and sell that damn house and you know all of that stuff I'm so so grateful for that um I'm grateful for my canine kid Ellie I'm grateful for my canine niece Bailey uh, we brought Bailey into our family this year and um you know again missing Lily and Sadie and um you know I'm grateful for the family that I have there's no question I'm not alone and I know that some people are alone and my heart goes out to any of those people because normally at Thanksgiving or um, holiday time or any time I would say to someone who I know is by themselves you know you can come with us at the holiday and you can't do that because it's not safe for you and it's not safe for them and that sucks because that's like counterintuitive to the human condition where we want connection with people, hugging, smile. And, th and that's the other thing. You can't see people smile. Now, it seems like that wouldn't be a big deal, but it is, right? It's a really big deal. And I just, I can't, I don't know. It's just funny the things that you, not funny, haha. -ha. It's just odd the things that you miss. Like I went in to get my coffee. I'm on my way to um, an appointment. And so I, I'm up early to get my, not early. I'm up earlier than I'm usually out of the house to get coffee. And um, I'm sitting in my car and, you know, getting my mask on and I sanitize my hands before I go in. And when I get back in the car and, um, I saw this kid, you know, black jacket. He's got a black hoodie on and a black bandana as his um, face mask. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, what's with this kid? And, he, you know, he looks really, <laughs> he's a badass. And I was in line behind him. Luckily, one of the kids from the other dunks I go to um, saw me. He knows me, so he knows my order. So he just immediately gets it, which is so sweet. And I always thank him profusely for that. And um, I got my coffee and the kid was waiting for his, the black black bandana kid. And uh, I like accidentally kicked the, you know, the little plastic yellow sign that says, you know, floor slippery or whatever after they mop. And I'm like, oh, break in the place. And he's like, oh, it's okay. He's like, it's plastic, it's fine. You're, you're good. And he was just very kind. And, you know, but I couldn't see his face. So maybe if I had seen his face, I wouldn't have thought, oh, he thinks he's a badass. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks that you can't see people's faces, I guess is my point. And it really sucks when we're teaching, too. Because while a lot of our clients are wearing a shield, and that's great, the glare from the lights, it's hard to see their face. And, um... I don't know, the interaction is really missing. And I try to pump my class up and I try to get them going. And But I'm a facial expression person myself when I'm teaching. 
So I have to um, kind of, and I'm okay with working harder, work harder at expressing that. And I don't know, just in everyday life, I think it's dividing us that we can't hug people, that we can't see their smiling face or their scowling face. Um, we can't see their face. And I know that has to continue. I'm not suggesting we all stop doing those things that we need to do. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that at all. But I don't know. I think the divisiveness is happening. I mean, there's reasons for the divisiveness. We have currently a very divisive president. Um, that's his way of managing. And a malignant narcissist does that, likes to divide people because to them, it's part of their narcissism. I don't know if I can explain it correctly, but being that I was raised by a malignant narcissist mother who always tried to divide me and my brother, um, a malignant narcissist likes to have a favorite, a golden child, someone who does everything they say and complies with everything they want and um, will seek to make the divide between the golden child and any other children bigger so that the narcissist can feel better about themselves. And I know that sounds totally effed up, but that's what they do. And luckily for my brother and I, we have had a strong enough connection in life that that didn't work. And my mother worked extremely hard to do it right up until the last minute. I mean, she was saying things to my brother like, your sister is taking pity on you and she'll take you in. And that's not what I've done, what my husband and I have done at all. I, what my mother never understood and what narcissists don't understand is real love. They don't understand it. It's not something they can feel or something they can give. And it's very sad. And I don't know my psychologist friends. I don't know if that's something that they can one day truly feel through therapy or otherwise. I don't know. Have at telling you what your thoughts are. I, I don't know the answer to that. I know that I lived my entire life with a mother who did not love us unconditionally. She didn't love us because she wasn't capable of it. Thankfully, we had a father that did, but only till my brother was 13, I was 16. Our extended fam B family loves us unconditionally, which they're amazing people. My cousins and my aunt and my uncle. I mean, I can't even, they're amazing people. I, that's all, that's, that's all I can say before I start crying. Um, but they don't have that capacity. So I don't know if they can gain it through therapy, but this is what's happening in the country is that the favorite child is one party and the not favorite is the other party. And if you don't, if you do everything that he wants, that he likes, that praises him, that makes him feel better, then you're the golden child or golden children in this case of a, a whole party full of people or a bunch of people, not the entire party. Um, and if you're not, you know, doing that, being that, then you're nothing. And that's how my mother treated me. I was nothing. Now my brother was the golden child because he's such a sweet, caring soul. But what they do to the golden child is take advantage of them and actually mentally abuse them. 
because if they even try to say no, or if they even try to push back, the wrath that is brought onto the golden child is like the heat of a thousand suns. I mean, it, it's horrendous. It's abusive. And so they will manipulate, lie, do whatever they need to do to keep that golden child under their thumb and doing everything that they want, praising them, standing up for them, no matter what they do. I mean, my brother, I, I will tell you, my brother, my mother and I had a major conflict when I turned 40. Um, I told her about the abuse I suffered at the hands of her husband, my stepfather. She called me a liar, flipped out, said I was not her daughter because she couldn't handle it. And she was in denial. She knew that it was true because she had witnessed it and walked away and left her child in the clutches of a pedophile. She didn't care. Didn't have the capacity to. Okay. And when I, I had to walk outside after that conversation because I, you know, I was going to throw her out of my house. And so I walked out to get some air and, um, my brother came with me and he's like, well, you know, she can't handle things. And I just looked at him and I said, that is bullshit. And you know, it's bullshit. She's a mother. She knows what I'm saying is true and she's denying it still. She saw it with her own eyes and she can still look at me and call me a liar and tell me I'm the bad one. I said, you need to stop getting manipulated by your mother. I said, cause I'm done. I'm done being manipulated in any way, shape or form. Done. Absolutely finished. And I was from that day forward because that kind of manipulation once you recognize it, sometimes when you're in, in it up to your eyeballs, you can't see what the narcissist is doing. And so you, you know, it's like, I never thought my mother lied to me. I never thought my mother was a horrible person. I never thought my mother would do any of that stuff, but she did. And my whole life, she did that. And I mean, even down to lying about what age she was when she married my dad. I can read and do simple math, okay? I could look at the back of the photo, which was dated. I knew the year my mother was born and I could do the math. Yet for years, she lied to us about it and said she was in her 20s when they got married. And even though I saw the date a bunch of times when I was young, I just, I don't know. I just figured my mother wouldn't lie to me. That's the gaslighting that happens when they just keep lying and lying and lying and lying and lying. And they're in a position that sh you should be able to trust them. Whether it be a parent, a friend, a boss, a president, whatever. But they're just going to keep on lying because they can. Until you open your eyes finally and go, what the hell is this? Which is what I did at 40. And so I don't want to harp on the political angle at all. But... I feel sad for people who are narcissists because they can't feel love. And when you hug them, when we can get back to hugging people, we're all going to really feel it and really realize how important it is to have that human connection, to not allow anybody or anything to separate us. We can have disagreements, but being this divisive is not good or healthy for humans in any way. But people who are narcissistic will not feel that. And I don't mean people who are um, 
you know, people who are shy or people who are, you know, not good in big crowds, that's different. But what I feel bad for is, first of all, that we all can't hug each other when we need it, see each other's smiles when we need it. And I feel bad for the narcissist who cannot feel that and has never felt it and will never feel it because it's just not something that they're able to understand that human connection. And I think when we all come out of this and we can start to look at it in the rearview mirror, which is not right now, unfortunately, but we're getting there slowly but surely. I know I will cherish the human connections more. You will cherish the human connections more. But see those people in your life who won't because they don't have the ability. And it's okay for you to walk away from people that are that toxic. I tried for years to please my mom. I tried for years to do what she wanted. And no matter what I did, it was never good enough. And then I realized that it was never going to be good enough. Never, ever. So I had to let go of that because she was dividing me and my brother. She was dividing our family. She tried to divide me from my husband. And that is toxic. And that is not a person that you want to have be a part of your life ever. It's, it's okay to walk away from that stuff. And it's also okay to cling to those people that are important and special in your life. Give them your energy. And when you're able to, give them your hugs and your smiles. Because humans need other humans, as I said at the beginning. And I can't wait until we can get back to that day and eschew the people that are trying to separate us. And I'm not talking about the people that want us to wear masks or the people that tell us we need to distance. We need to do all that stuff right now. But I mean the toxic people all the way up to the top that are dividing us and, and kind of playing on the need for us to wear masks, to distance, etc., and not hug and making it worse than it needs to be. Right? It's already bad enough. So let's look for the positive people. Let's look for the people that are trying their best. Let's look for the people that truly can feel love and compassion and empathy and lift those people up because they are the true angels. And let's all be one ourselves.